You're live. I'm live. You live. You alive. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Is that a is that a berry flavor? Look at. Sure is, bro. <laughs> the great restocking happened at the uh-huh. local countdown. And I'm how many did you? How many did you purchase that year? I got uh, four boxes. Uh huh. Twelve packs. Eight packs. Twelve. Come on, yeah, please. Good. Good. Yeah. The Apex Lacroix are only the tall boys. I think the two fifty mil tall boys mm-hmm. only come in eight, and I'm not into those. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of business to get to, Daryl. We watched Fast and Furious again. It, this is No One Likes to Tune Podcast. His name's Daryl Wong. My name's Nick Nocera. It's all happening. Daryl, I got business I want to talk to you, but sorry about my dirty fingers. I was working on my car earlier. Excellent. I did watch that Zack Snyder fucking Rika movie. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 So, that was of a... Uh, wait, which movie was it? Uh, just, just Justice, Justice League, League, I believe it's called. So, yeah. I definitely watched Justice League, but like three weeks ago. So, what I watched was not the Jack Snyder cut. No. So, what's the difference <laughs> some here? some shit that's going to blow your fucking... <laughs> mind here we're gonna talk about this for a little bit i i feel like we sort of just gotta approach it and i'll get those get to like honestly engage in those sweet engagement hashtags on twitter so here it is 2000 the year is 2016 zachary snyder is in the process of making his epic grand finale justice league justice Mm -hmm. league Okay. Uh, very unfortunately, in a very tragic way, I don't actually know the story, but like his child dies. Eesh. Yeah, it's very sad. And uh, he pulled away from the film to deal with that and his family. And like, that's, I feel like, is a completely appropriate response and like, good on him. Warner Brothers Media brought in a man named. Josopher Whedon to finish the film. Hmm. Joss Whedon has directed some big budget shit like The Avengers and Avengers 2. He's also created a bunch of TV shows. He's fine. I'm not the biggest. I'm, I just am not the biggest fan. Great. Mm-hmm. Fine. The movie comes out in 2017. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. And here's the greatest, this is the greatest Hollywood story I've ever heard, I think, in all my years. I don't know if you know this little tidbit. They had finished filming the Zack Snyder shit. And Whedon came in and didn't like where things were going and thought it was too, you know, dreary and wanted to weeden it up a little bit or a lot of bit. So he rewrote a bunch of shit and said, I got to reshoot all this stuff. I got to put a, shoot all these new scenes. I got to do my thing, right? Mm-hmm. So Warner Brothers calls Henry Cavill, our famous Superman, who also plays, uh, was in that movie Enola Holmes that we both enjoyed. Okay, very okay. Much. The big guy, 
right? The big guy, okay? He is in the process of filming uh, uh, Mission Impossible 6, Fallout. And for that film, he had to grow a bang-ass mustache. Wow. Yeah. Really, really big, bushy, beautiful one. So Warner Brothers calls them up and says, we need Henry back to film some scenes. Can he shave his mustache? And the producers of Mission Impossible are like, no. Hell no. It's a, it's a very valuable prop piece. You can't have it. They're like, please, we will pay for like the scientifically best makeup artist to hair by hair place a mustache Reapply back on that him. to his undernose. And, and the Mission Impossible people are like, no, no. not doing it. He's contractually no. obligated to keep the mustache. Wow. They're like, fine, we'll just fucking shoot it with the mustache. <laughs> so they shot all these <laughs> Superman scenes with the mustache. <laughs> I can't even do this shit. They shot it, and then they were like, oh, we'll just paint it out and post. And so when you watch that movie from 2017, no. Henry Cavill's face is like this mushy, horrible... <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the worst computer face thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Great. That movie sucks. The fan zone gets on Twitter is like, this movie sucks. Zack Snyder was like, well, I did a cut that I really liked, you know. And people were like, oh, this a Snyder cut exists. And then there was this whole campaign, blah, 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 release the Snyder Cut. And then finally HBO Max is like, we're going to do it. We're going to let Zack Snyder take all his footage. We're going to pay for the visual effects artist to like finish it. That's a lot of money. That's a $35 million. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> to redo a movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Daryl, I'm going to throw some crazy, crazy stats at you. Running time of the Snyder Cut. No way. Four hours. Four hours and no. two <laughs> minutes, dog. <laughs> no way. It's crazy. No way. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then it was like... We're going to release it in 4-3 aspect ratio, which I don't know if everybody's as attuned to what aspect ratio is. So a normal TV is 16 by 9, right? That's like the lowest division of the ratio between length of the TV and height of the TV in terms of pixels, right? Mm -hmm. Cinematic is usually 21 by 9, right? Okay. 4.3 is a very common old TV. Like, remember when you had all those square TVs? That's mm -hmm. 4.3. Your iPad is generally 4.3. But also, IMAX theaters are projected in 4.3 aspect ratio, hmm. right? Like the gigantic, real-ass IMAX theaters, right? Mm -hmm. The big ones, 4.3. So Snyder's like, I'm going to cut this whole motherfucking 4.3 for IMAX. <laughs> and HBO's like, uh, Zach, um, <laughs> we're gonna, we're just gonna put this on the TV. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, this is never going to IMAX. Nobody's like, gonna nah, go. It's a tribute. 
<laughs> so the whole thing's in 4-3. It's four hours fucking long, dude. Oh my it's God. fucking insane. It's fucking insane that they got made. It's like, it's so crazy. Uh, but we're talking about it. Oh, no one likes the tuna, so it did something. I'll say two things, three things very quickly, and we'll move to Fast and Furious. <clears throat> the movie is not good. Hmm. However, it is substantially better. Substantially. It is like a movie that makes sense, that has mm-hmm. like characters, that those characters have motivations, that one point leads to another point, leads to another point, leads to another point. It's weirdly the less color graded of the two, which I think is hugely beneficial. Hmm. So I think they ran out of time on the first cut and like Whedon was too busy mushing things around and figuring out how he wants to do stuff for the visual effects artist to actually have enough time. This is my theory. But like, so they made some like bad looking visual effects and then color graded like the whole thing orange. So it was like they would see it less or something. I mean, it looks fucking terrible, mm-hmm. basically. In this one, they got rid of all of that and they had some time and they put effort into the special effects. And yes, they're a little, you know, gumbo. You know, they're just like a little uh, here and there. But I mm-hmm. thought the visual effects were like substantially better and actually pretty good. Hmm. They did a pretty good job. It's kind of amazing what people can do when they have time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't watch it is my wreck. I mean, if you are invested in this shit, like, go for it. You know what I mean? Like, have a good time. I watched it. I mean, I, I had a good time. I'll be yeah. honest. I watched it in, like, four chunks, though. Right. You know? I was right. like, I'm not sitting down for this for four hours. So, uh... You know, it's fine. Still like Ben Affleck and like Aquaman. I mean, I liked Aquaman a lot, but you know, it is what it is. Anyway, Snyder Cut. I don't know. Maybe you should watch it and tell me. I'm what gonna. You think. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I'll give. It, I'll put it on my to do for this week. I think it'll be a nice follow up to my um, DC Universe endeavor of previous weeks. And I tried to get into your movie that you recommended to me. I care a lot, I think mm-hmm. it's called. However, oh, yeah. it is not a worldwide Netflix release. In some mm. countries, it is distributed by Amazon, and some it's a theatrical. Huh. So I actually didn't have access to it over here. Okay. So I was trying to follow up on that, but I couldn't do it. That's okay. Maybe when it comes out on... I was going to say Netflix, but <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. When it comes out of the next thing. Yeah. Mm. Fast and Furious 4. Mm-hmm. How was your watch? Uh, not, I mean, not the worst. Not the worst. I mean, I feel like I, I'm no longer in like high highs, but I'm also no longer in low lows whenever mm-hmm. I watch this movie. I think mm-hmm. for our first couple cycles, it was like we hit some low lows. It was, they were tough to watch. Yeah, yeah. But I think everything's kind of like very medium now. That's a fair point. I mean, I'm not really hitting that this cycle. This cycle, mm-hmm. I've had some lows. 
Two was a low for me in this cycle. It was low. Three was a low. Three was bad, man. Three was tough for me. And four, I was like sat down. I was in a bad mood this morning. I was like, I, I woke up. I was grumpy and I acted like a dick to my girlfriend, which is like one of my favorite habits of mine, Ooh. you know? <laughs> I just love, I just love doing that. Uh-huh. I feel so good about myself after that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the feedback is uh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. So uh, I did that, and then she left because she had to go to work on Sunday. Ooh. Yeah, cool. Cool guy and boyfriend. <laughs> Way to uh, so, set the right tone of the day. <laughs> yeah, right tone. Setting it off right. Kicking it off right. Um, so I sat down and watched this movie. Mm. This movie is fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is fucking good. It's fucking good. It's so good and it rules. It's uh-huh. so good. And one of the things I think makes it so good is Paul Walker spends the whole movie in like internal conflict, which mm-hmm. Paul Walker is expressly bad at, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. is the wrong, if you want, like, Deep, subtle, emotional, internal conflict. Paul Walker, not your choice. He's the wrong tool for the job. He's the wrong tool for the job. And yet, it totally works for me. It totally, totally, totally works for me. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, yeah, man, I've seen you be this goofy Miami dude. I've seen you be this, like, freaked out L.A. cop. And now you're just, like, this quiet, like, beaten down FBI bitch. And, like, I love it. I'm loving it. You're struggling mm-hmm. with your love for Jordana Brewster. You're struggling with your love for Dominic Toretto. Mm-hmm. You're struggling with your love of import vehicles. <laughs> Stasiak is out here giving you shit. The captain is really, he's giving you a bone, but it's, it's, it's almost Yesterday over was here. cheat day. And today, <laughs> somebody brought donuts in. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And and like Paul Walker has the same acting method for every line of dialogue he has to deliver in which he has like a semblance semblance of conflict. Where it's like she's like, Well maybe you're not the good guy pretending to be the bad guy. Maybe you're the bad guy pretending to be the good guy. You ever think about that? And he does this. Every day. <laughs> Pause. Deliver. Blue eyes. Pause. Deliver. Like, blue eyes. There's something about it to me that's like, it's like a warm bath, you know? Where like, I know what I'm going to get out of this. And I'm just loving it. I'm just <laughs> loving it, man. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I like Paul Walker in this movie. Dwight ain't never touched that shit. Dwight has now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was trying to think through this, but, so, you know how, like, when you're a DJ, you have to, like, listen to one thing, you listen to another, like and you try going. to, like, <laughs> try to, like, like where this going. mix wavelengths, and then they sort of hit. Yeah, crossfade, right? You have to, yeah, you have to crossfade, you have to beat match, and whatever. 
Mm-hmm. And Avicii. I think I think somebody was trying to beat match Paul Walker and Dwayne The Rock Johnson because huh. there's something about their like oh like they're supposed to be like hardcore FBI people who are like very serious about their jobs but are ready to be swayed and like see some sort of like honor and yeah honor yeah a something it's honor code in the people that they're pursuing mm-hmm. and I think it also works for like the I don't know the like do what's right like this is yeah why are we supposed to be here uh, catching the bad guy isn't that the right thing to do here and you see the rock later on sort of going back and forth like hey we're here to catch who's the bad guy. And if that at first the bad guy is Dominic Toretto, but mm-hmm. later on becomes Reyes, and he's able to he's he's there to shift his priorities and align himself around what is supposed to be the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I like that too. I like, but I like, and I know that like when they shifted to five, Paul Walker and Dominic Toretto are back on the same team, and thus you need another like law enforcement antagonist to come in and be the sort of, um, you know, be that, play that window. I just think Paul Walker kind of does it. Like, the Paul Walker's vibe in this movie as the cop antagonist, to me, is better. It's just, like, more my stroke. Mm-hmm. Where, as, like, the big, beefy, over-the-top, like, badass, I have big guns and I, like, fire with an elite squad antagonist law enforcement agent is not as much my style right Mm -hmm. i like like sweaty guys in an office that's what i like you know like i like a bunch of sweaty guys in an office trying to figure it out and this movie like doesn't play that as much or as well as other movies that we know of but it does try to hit that tone and i'm like i really fucking appreciate that Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. like yeah cops and robbers guys that's yeah, look, fun. <laughs> looking for like a glimmer of hope where I might be able to get into a fast car. It's like I'm mm-hmm. a cop now. I'm doing my thing. I got a couple good cases under my belt. But at the first sign of uh, accessing the impound lot, sign me up. Yeah, put me on the car case, guys. Mm-hmm. Did oh, I mention? Yeah. <laughs> did I mention I used to race vehicles? Yeah, Brian. Like you every did. every day. <laughs> <laughs> It's all you talk about, okay? Um, you know, that's why the FBI recruited him, because he's the car guy. The mm-hmm. FBI needs a car guy. They that's didn't right. recruit him because he's a good liar, which, by the way, he's not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so I had a thought about also the movie and sort of the movies within the series. Mm-hmm. We often uh, center this around the actors and the characters themselves, but I had a thought today that really the uh, the source of information, the source of inspiration for each consecutive series is what is the car's worst enemy, mm. right? Because the car mm. itself is the centerpiece of the, uh, the franchise here, and they try to throw different things at cars to block them and sort of mm-hmm. make it so that our characters can go and do other things. So they tried motorcycles, right? Johnny Tran. Sure. Motorcycle gang. Not effective. 
not effective, right? They try um, helicopters in a number of different ways, mm. right? We yeah. got helicopters in two. We got helicopters in and in three. We got a helicopter in this movie, right? Yeah. Trying to the border patrol ones. We got we got choppers in five. We got choppers. Very we got choppers often. all over the place, baby. All over the place, right? <laughs> but chopper is it's not close enough, right? You it's really not, can't stop. Yeah. You really can't stop street racers. Uh, we tried boats, right? We have tried boats, but two as boats. we saw in two, boat versus car. Car kind of wins on the bu- <laughs> on that front, you know. So we got boats. We tried the tank. Yeah, and uh, we tried tanks at six. We even tried submarines, right? Like submarine versus we car. We did, yeah, yeah. Turns out you can still you can still defeat a submarine as long as you have homing missiles. You can as long as you have like six cars. Yeah. If you got like about six cars and one of them has a shield on the back, you'll be all right, I think. You'll probably be okay. Uh, airplane is pretty good at defeating cars, not only in dropping them out of the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Cypher doesn't really like use the airplane except as a protected, um, whatever, hacker base. Mm-hmm. But train is pretty good. I mean... They steal. They steal the train cars out is, of the train. Yeah, yeah. The train is okay at it. Mm-hmm. The train is okay at defeating the cars, but it's right. not amazing. I mean, they get away. You know, they get away, but they have to jump off a cliff and destroy the car that they are in. That is true. That it's, is that's yeah. a fair point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Drone was, you know, scary for a little while, but ultimately was defeated by... By a vehicle. By ambulance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, EMP makes a few different recurrences. That was the one in my head of like, mm, Yeah. That might be the most effective. Like an EMP-engaged harpoon is the, yeah. car's, is the, is the car's worst enemy. That's pretty you know? good. They got... The harpoon, yeah. and they've also got the magnetic uh, hockey puck version of it as well. That the uh, hockey Shawan. puck, right? Right, and it really does yeah. the job unless you are the slickest motherfucker <laughs> in the world and ping, plunk it off by hitting a, a bollard. Right. Yeah. So yeah, EMP is pretty high. I mean, well, I here's water. the other thing: like in eight. <sighs> Here's sort of a little mind twister for you. In 8, Cypher probably destroys the maximum number of vehicles in a series by hacking them all mm-hmm. and using their own internal computers to like drive them out of buildings and into other cars and block traffic. So by using the things that are already built into the car against them, you could say that the car's worst enemy is itself. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. I would only say, a car can defeat a car. <laughs> maybe it's only the rider that can defeat the ride. <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah. Drivers drive. Right. I thought you said you wanted real drivers. <laughs> Real drivers always know what's in their inside their car. 
<laughs> we're so bad at quoting them. For people who've seen these movies 19 times, we're so fucking bad at quoting them. I really wish we were better at that. Yeah. I, I, I wish like, we could just like rattle them off, but we're terrible at it, man. I like... I. I did this in school when I was taking tests and stuff, and I do it on a regular basis with this podcast. I like actively purge my memory of mm-hmm. like <laughs> the experience. Basically, right after we finished the episode, I just like, all right, purge that experience, move on to the next one. I don't have enough local storage yeah. space to remember everything about every watch. I devised slash read slash I don't remember where it came from, a theory in college. This is a wild story. <laughs> I devised the theory that, like, I read somewhere that, like, if you have a glass of wine while studying, it can help sort of internalize the recall of the information. I took that maybe to a little bit of an extreme, <laughs> uh-huh. wherein I would get drunk while studying, like, actively. Mm-hmm. And um, that didn't work. So... Like, I couldn't remember shit the next day that I had tried to study, Mm -hmm. turns out. So, instead of not doing that, what I did instead, I was like, if I am in a drunk state while studying the information, (laughs) and then concordantly in a drunk state while taking the test, perhaps, like, I'll just fracture off a sort of universe in my mind that possesses this information that can only be accessed while drunk. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? So I did try that for a little bit. I mean, I passed. So Good. You tell me. <laughs> we, <laughs> su- we surprisingly had similar studying habits in yeah. college, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, fast forward. I don't really have a ton else to say about this movie, to be honest with you. Like, I had mm. a good time. I still think um, Compost slash Braga is the best villain in the series. I mean, he's just, like, so fucking rad mm-hmm. uh, and dynamic and a good actor. And um, I like the scene with the priest. I like when villains have priests, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm into that. It's like they're, um, you like the uh, asking for forgiveness for mm-hmm. for their uh, criminality. Yeah. There's some sort like of that. like balancing moral compass that goes into being a supervillain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. That you have to sort of karmically balance your sins. But it's like this false operation where it's like, even though like, you know, the the even though confession gives you absolution, according to the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. which we all know is the right one. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not, that's not at all. Um, even though confession gives you absolution, like you, like it's not true confession in your heart if you're like doing it in this transactional way, right? And like mm-hmm. you're, and and then they put this transaction in between him and his absolution in terms of like money, right? He believes that like donating all this money to the church will like hasten the absolution mm-hmm. of his sins, 
And, uh, and, and because of that, he actually creates this sort of barrier between his heart and God, you know? Uh, so I like that, like, tricky dynamic. I like mm-hmm. that sort of, sort of twisted moral belief of, this, of the villain. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I feel that. I mean, it's what allows, it's what gives him the, uh, the strength to live like, uh, to live a life as a double, right? So yeah. to live so long with a, uh, person that's the front of his business. And that mm-hmm. takes a lot of discipline, right? Yeah. And yeah, I think there's, I think there's something about, um, yeah, like either justifying or giving yourself the like ability to do, you know, Right, really bad things. Right, and it speaks to like the um, it speaks to like five when uh, what's his name, um, Reyes. Reyes uh, is talks about like giving money to the people and giving you know what I mean, like giving mm-hmm. them house ha- housing and food and like treating them well, and that's how the Portuguese conquered you know whatever, and um. He believes that, like, if he sticks to that piece of his moral code, that he will somehow, that absolves him, sort of, from, like, the treacherous things that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that style of villain versus, I mean, I, Luke Evans' villain, you know, Shaw 1, doesn't have that, right? They, like, switch mm-hmm. it on us where Luke Evans is, like, I don't give a fuck about people, you know, <laughs> like I give a fuck about myself. I give mm-hmm. a fuck about being the finest, well-oiled, well-tuned machine of a team and pulling off like the greatest heist I can. Mm-hmm. That's what I care about. And to me, like, great, but like, I like moral conflict. So, yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. And maybe that's why I like Paul Walker in this movie. It's like, mm. it's the moral conflict part of it works for me. Yeah. Mm. It seems like Shaw One is tied to something that is um isn't solid enough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's not tied to anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Precision. 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 My code is precision. Uh ba ba ba. What else you want to talk about? It's almost it. I was I was surprised, as per usual, how much the uh, fax machine is a key plot piece in a movie made in two thousand nine mm-hmm. when the fax mm-hmm. machine was already obsolete. Yeah, it was out. When was the last? That's a weird thought. Like the thought that the last fax I sent is probably the last fax I'll ever send. Mm-hmm. Right. When so? When was the last time you sent a fax? Do you think? Two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. So late in the game. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't even like a real fax. I like email fax somebody. I like emailed to like a number that mm-hmm. went to a fax machine. You know. So I do that on a regular basis. Oh, baby! So I have to do that. There's, you'd be surprised. There are like a number of like, so like the New York DMV and like a number of banks 
still use fax as a like official form of communication. I'm not surprised email. the DMV about the DMV part of that right. <laughs> sentence, right. but I am surprised about the banks. Yeah. 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 So a lot of banks will still like fax over a um yeah, like statements and stuff. Mhm. And that's the only way that they do it. Mhm. Um, yeah, that is wild. I I mean, essentially at that point Wait, they'll fax it to you? Mm-hmm. So you have a fax machine in your office? So no, we just use an e-fax. Same thing. We use like a Oh, so a they scan number. it in and it sends to your email. Yeah. But, That's, w- but we can yeah. send stuff to them. We send it basically through e-fax digitally. You email it and print out fax. On the and it prints out by fax. You're basically so like, just sending something to a printer. But yes. But that printer is far away in another office. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I be. I mean, my assumption here is that both on the bank side and the DMV side, they have an e-fax as well. Right. So we're using email with some sort of like fax machine, uh, lily <laughs> pad in there. <laughs> That's just email. <laughs> That's just an email. If both people are using email to receive e-fax to receive their faxes, that is just That's just an email. That's just email, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know? Can you ask? Can you be like, is this an e-fax? And if yes, please just email it. <laughs> yeah. No? Um, yeah, I mean, my mom had a fax machine growing up. Uh, she was like a freelance journalist at a certain mm-hmm. point in life, I think. She like raised us till we were about nine. I mean, she raised us our whole life. like, mm-hmm. But... Uh, she at some point decided she wanted to get back into her a career, and so she became like a freelance journalist. Um, and she had a, had an office, and then had a fax machine in that office. And mm. I remember drawing pictures and just like typing in rando numbers <laughs> and watching that thing crunch through the fax machine. <laughs> That's funny, you know. So, and then my mom got the bill because it was like part of the telephone bill. Oh, you know, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop faxing people. <laughs> <laughs> my parents had a fax machine. I just used it as a photocopier. Right, right, right. Which was right. very convenient. Right, a yeah. very low, like a low resolution photocopier, but still mm-hmm. nice. I used to photocopy stuff all the time when I was a kid. It's an it's an intriguing technology as a child. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're like I can make an exact another of this. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Plus, yeah. body parts are really fun to photocopy. <laughs> you know, did you do yeah. like the face smush <laughs> photocopy thing? I probably have. Yeah. The face. I've never done the. I've never sat on it before. I've never done the butt. No. Yeah. No. I've done face and hand. I've never done the butt. I'm sure the butt thing, though, was like when they got photocopiers in in the 60s or whatever, or early 70s, when those things like, you know, and you had like a rubber mat that had to go on top of it. I'm sure the first fucking thing people did was like, yeah, let me do my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, put it in an envelope, send it to some lady I'm talking to. Speaking of technology, do you have any technology you want to shout out to this week? 
Oh, technology. No. I got no new technology. I I filed my taxes. I'm expecting a tax return. I'm Mm. I'm finally going to get a new... I think I'm going to spend that money on iPhone, but... Nice. Oh, it's happening. The 7 is going the way of the dodo. This thing hasn't this thing hasn't bit the dust yet. I've been trying Bro. to kill it for a while. It keeps coming back to life. Yeah. What iPhone are you going to get? I'm going to go with 12 mini. Yeah, the 12 mini is going to be good. Well, or wait till September to get one. that fucking juicy 13 mini. Sure. I can wait till who knows. I'm yeah. ready for a new one. It's it's time. Um all right. Well, what do you want to shout out to this week? Oh, um, we don't usually. Uh, so I actually, so I watched the original Coming to America. Yeah. Yesterday, one of my the day before. Yeah. And I watched maybe the first twenty minutes of the new one. Wow. Yeah. I think. Big difference. I, yeah, I'm doing a big. I want to do a big shout out to just like the art of. Performing multiple characters yeah. in a single movie yeah. because it was done extremely well in the nineteen ninety in the nineteen eighty eight coming to America, but even in the first twenty minutes of the new one, excellent because yeah. it's just yeah, it's a ton of fun and it's it's the it's the best little surprise when you don't know that um, the character is played by. Eddie Murphy. I know. I didn't is. when I was a kid either. Like oh I was my like, God. what? When I found that out on my like seventeenth walkthrough when I was nine or whatever, I was like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I love that movie when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. yeah the and the uh, yeah the, like the hair and makeup has come a long way, and mm-hmm. even just the way that they uh, the cut the shots together and they're able to like it really feels like those people are in the same, like they're mm. in the same environment. Everything's a lot tighter now, and it's it looks great. I haven't seen the new one, and I'm actually really scared, too, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Because that movie holds a real special place in my heart, and I'm terrified that the new one is going to be really not very good. First 20 minutes, strong. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. Um. I use a line from that movie a lot in my life, weirdly, where, Uh like, uh, when people tell me their names, I don't know, sometimes when somebody has a complicated name, or not even, whatever, just, like, they tell me their name, right? Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, and they say, like, a nickname, and I'm like, oh, is that... Is that what you want to be called? Like, or people tell me somebody else's name and it's a nickname for them. I'm like, is that what you like to be called? Do you like Matt or Matthew? Kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, whatever, man. I'm like, no, no, no. You choose. Like, mm-hmm. you let me know what it is. And they're like, yeah, well, Matt, Matt's good. I like Matt. I'm like, great, you know? Good. And then I say, if a man wants to be called Muhammad Ali, we should call him Muhammad Ali. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I like I know that's a funny line from Coming to America, but I I kind of believe that you know yeah. where it's like if somebody wants to be called something, call them that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. I want to shout out to Lucky Charms cereal. Oh, Lucky Charms. Just nice. diving right in. Lucky Charms nice. cereal doesn't exist here in America. I mean, here in <laughs> not here. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> doesn't exist here in Aotearoa. So I had to. Um, there is one American import store in Auckland, and once in a while, Ellie surprises me by going there and getting a bunch of stuff. And That's this really time, nice. she went and she got a box of Lucky Charms, and oh boy. Did it fuck up my weekend? Because I've been eating a lot of it and feeling really terrible afterwards, but loving every second of it. Hell that yeah. cereal is good, and it's filled with sugar, and it's filled with marshmallows, and like brings beautiful like memories of childhood back. Mm-hmm. You know, where I used to eat all the. The oat pieces and just leave the marshmallows for the end and just have giant spoonfuls of marshmallows and milk. I feel like the majority of Lucky Charms I ate were dry. I would just like oh. eat it right out of the You're a dry I, guy. Yeah. Like I have only on very few oca- occasions eaten it with milk. Are you a dry guy overall for cereal? So in my, in my adulthood, I eat very close to zero cereal. Mm, mm-hmm. So if I yeah. eat cereal, I'll eat it with milk. But it's one of those things I really try not to buy mm-hmm. because if I buy it, I'll eat it, mm-hmm. and I'll eat it in a way that's like not healthy. Mm. It is my absolute favorite thing to do when I because I don't sleep great sometimes. Sometimes I go to bed at ten and I'll wake up at one a.m. and have trouble going back to sleep. And at the one a.m trouble going back to sleep moment it is the thing i like to go eat and eat like three bowls of i'm Hmm. like yeah i'm just gonna do it Uh and like that's not a healthy thing to do even if it's like a quote-unquote healthy cereal it's still a lot of like just like heavy oats and carbs and you know like dried fruit which has sugar in it and like Mm -hmm. milk which i think the milk i think the milk part would probably mess me up if i ate three bowls of cereal aka three cups of milk at 11 o'clock i think that would probably mess me up. are you lactose so i don't think i don't think i am i don't think i am i just don't drink milk on a regular basis i don't have it around yeah yeah it doesn't make me sick though i eat all kinds of other dairy product i have milk in my coffee and like i live a life of like i'm not lactose like Mm -hmm. i eat things with dairy in it no problem you know i don't like drink milk anymore that really Mm -hmm. like maybe once a year i'll bake some cookies and have some cookies and milk or something like that Mm -hmm. but if i eat three bowls of cereal and a bunch of fucking milk at 1 a.m I'm having diarrhea the next day. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... It'll get you good. It's just going to get me. (laughs) I got to know that going in, you know? So that's, yeah, I don't know. I'm not that that bad, though. So Mm -hmm. anyway, Jerry, you want to wrap us up? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, what are we on? Season 19. Yeah. Episode four here. We're going straight through the series, OG style, no frills, no mess. We're doing a classic watch through for all you people out there. Mm. So that'll do it for us today. Um, if you want to connect with us, we are on a number of different places. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Patreon. We're on 
Apple Pod, Apple Podcasts, where if you'd like to leave us a five-star review, or even four-star would be good. Five, four is good. If you're thinking three, just don't even bother. That would be great. Spotify. Yeah, I mean, bother. But, like, <laughs> think about it. If you're about to leave three stars, think about it. Yeah. Do write the review, and if you want to leave us three stars, uh, write the review. If you want to leave us three stars, do it. But before you hit submit, think about it. Think about it. You know? Think about, think about us. Think about yourself. Think about your relationship to the series here and reconsider. Please. Uh, and uh, we got a bunch of, a couple new fans out there listening now. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a nice big week. It was good. Excellent. Yeah, so welcome. Hang out with us. Uh, anything else you got? That's it for me, man. Let's keep right. doing this. We got more podcasts to come. We got no end in sight over here, Nick. Uh, yeah. Uh, didn't didn't the um, didn't Fast Nine get pushed a little bit further out? For you, it did. Oh. <laughs> for what, you, it did. What's our What's our ETA at this point? For me, it's still slated for the end of May. Mm-hmm. And for you, it's slated for the end of June, I believe. So we're going to have to sort of figure out how we do that, because mm-hmm. I'm going to want to go see it. <laughs> you're going to see, you're gonna have to see it. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure that out when May rolls around. I'm not there yet. All right. Uh, yeah, anyway, I've been Nick, there's been Daryl, I don't know, I love you, big boy. Likewise, no one likes right. to tune this, no one likes to tune a podcast, all day, later. <laughs>